Let's take a look at the bigger picture. Randy Subsix with us, President Elite Group Retirement Services. Thank you for being with us. So we just said how we have four days of gains. Um, it's really unclear because sometimes, you know, we had that rally. We first of all we had a terrible first half of the year, and then we started to have a rally. Things felt good, and then you had three weeks of selling, and people were very worried. That was it. And look at us, four weeks, uh, four days higher now. So there's a lot of volatility, but now what? Do you think this upward trend continues or back down again? Well, hi, Nicole. Thanks for thanks for having me back. The uh, the Fed sure gets center stage this week, and uh, short-term trends seem to indicate that investors are expecting better news in both the CPI and PPI announcements. But um, that makes today a tough day to talk to you, since depending on what we hear, everything I say could be obsolete by Friday. Right, uh, but, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So since I can't predict exactly what we'll, what we're going to hear, what I'm going to do is I'll maybe pour a bit of water on the fire started by the recent rally. And you mentioned it right from the bat. It's after the worst two quarters in 52 years. And then that three-week stretch leading from August 16th into Labor Day weekend, the S&P was down 9.3, and I think the NASDAQ was 11.8. So that was not a good stretch. And to me, that raises an interesting question right now before we get these announcements is, is today's rally a case of really short-term recency bias based on the holiday week's gains? Or does the market believe in what we heard from the Wall Street Journal today that said inflation may have peaked? So these questions give us some yeah. clear bellwethers to look for. Yeah, and you know, I know the anticipation for CPI is to be down one tenth of one percent. I mean, when you look at what's going on here, the whole idea is that the Fed is trying to slow everything down, and will they be satisfied with the slowdown as it's coming? You know, as we right. get each data point, and you know, right now they're still very hawkish, right? Right. Well, they are, and and so I think, as your previous guest just mentioned as well, as there's all these, they seem to be random bits and pieces out there that lead us to really interpret the information any way we want to do that. And so what I've been trying to look for here in the last kind of week or so is what are some questions that can be answered as this information is released? And so that's what I've been looking for is really economic indicators that are going to be bellwethers to see if what we're seeing are trends that are going to be real and sustainable. Or are they going to just be um, more similar to what, what we saw with inflation before, where we start to ride a little bit of a roller coaster? Mm -hmm, understood. Um, at this point now, are there sectors that you think may do better than others, and why? Yeah, I've, I've, there's interesting questions that are going to be answered this week on some of these things. And you know, uh, historically, when I've been with you before, I've I, when the inflation is at the area that it's been at. I've never been a big fan of technology, but I, I think it's one to watch close as a bellwether. And uh, a good question would be, is, was Apple's rally today based on the confidence that consumers might feel that inflation has peaked, or is it a reaction to a successful product launch last week? The other thing with technology to watch out for is the supply chain issues. And watch the railroad strike closely here, um, because that's going to truly affect what's going to happen with the ability to get these products to the market. So inflation, again, on technology, it could, it could really tighten up this sector. But that makes it a tough one to sort of watch. 
Yeah, yeah, understood at this point now. Um, as we look at healthcare and staples, you know, we're showing each one up there. Uh, you know, I think about what the consumer is doing and how the behaviors will change going forward. How strong will the consumer be in 2023? How will that help yes. certain companies? That's a great question. And, and first, I'll touch on, um, I'll continue the discussion in regards to the potential strike with the railroads. Is think in terms of automotive, which is automotive was starting to make a bit of a comeback, even though the interest rates were rising. But now the a railroad strike could cost the markets almost $2 billion a day. And with inventory already at historic lows, these facts could really bring automotive to a standstill. But then what that could do would be to light a fire in some of the other sectors. Right, right. Tell me more about technology, because as we look at technology, you know, everybody saw Apple's event and many people were happy enough. Others weren't. They didn't think it was innovative enough. But I think most people were happy that they were able to get it together even after COVID, you know, launch new products, new phones, and keep the price point at the same point. Um, is Apple or any of the other tech names that jumping out at you? Apple does, and here's one of the reasons why, is they previously, during COVID, saw where people were typically getting new phones every year. People had started to skip a year, and their new purchases for the last two models that have come out have been lower. And so I think with some of the changes that have come on to Apple, you're going to see that a higher renewal rate, which is already shown in signs of, of what we've seen in the first couple of days of sales. Yeah, understood at this point now. And um, as we await some of this, these reports on inflation, we'll also be focusing on the labor market. That's something that the Fed's watching very closely, too, as they're trying to somewhat slow the economy and um, make a move in this tight labor market and maybe even see unemployment rate continue to move higher. What do you think of that? It, until the labor market changes, we will not see any substantial movement in the overall economic picture due to the combination of the labor market with inflation. So I think that you're absolutely right. Those two have to be watched in unison because we have to remember is we're all excited right now that the inflation rate might go down and that it may have peaked. But even if it drops half of a point, we're still around 8%, which is we can't sustain that for long periods of time. So we need the economy to be moving, or I'm sorry, we need the labor force to be moving in conjunction along with inflation in order to really see trends that show a healthy market forecast. Otherwise, we really are going to head into a rougher, a rougher winter. Okay. Randy Sevcik, thank you so much. Great to chat with you. Appreciate it. President, Elite Group Retirement Services. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole.